Hello. I hope you can see my smile as you listen to my voice. This is Deborah Smart, your One Smart Lady in Publishing. I'm so excited to introduce you to Jose Escobar, my guest for today's episode. Jose takes us through the process he went through witnessing his parents uh, build up a zeal to follow their passion and how he also went through the process of now doing the things that he loved. I'm not going to hold up this introduction any longer. Let's get to Smart Talks with One Smart Lady and Jose Escobar. Hello, good evening, uh, afternoon, morning, wherever it is that you're watching this. Um, I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much to Deborah Smart for having me on this amazing podcast. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure and uh, always very humbled and always just appreciate any and every opportunity that crosses my path. So uh, let me just uh, share a little bit about my story. Uh, my story is very interesting. There's some ups and downs, some really lows and some wonderful highs. And I'm just truly blessed. A little bit about my background is I was born in Washington, D.C. I'm 39 years old. I am the founder and CEO of the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf. And I also a, have a full-time job. I'm the sales director for a global martial arts company, and it's called Educational Funding Company out of Chevy Chase, Maryland. We are like the Swiss army knife of the um, martial arts world, if you will, right? So I have a full-time job. I have a side hustle that's becoming a very uh, strong, solidified business that I'll get to in a little bit in more detail shortly. And uh, of course, married with uh, four wonderful children. I have uh, four kids from ages 14 all the way down to one year old. And uh, newsflash, for those who don't know, which is all of you watching, my wife is pregnant, so we're expecting a fifth. So I'm just thrilled. Uh, again, I couldn't be more blessed. Uh, sometimes in life, we, we see the trouble, we see the hurdles, we see the setbacks, and we're just uh, you know, blind by all of the blessings that we have, you know, and, and we must count our blessings. A, a mentor of mine once told me, in all things give thanks, and this too shall pass. Those are two things that have stuck with me for the longest time. So let me get into a little bit about the uh, actual story in terms of daring to dream. When I came to this, uh, or when my parents came to this country, they were in their early 20s. So my dad was 21. Uh, my mother was like 17, and she was still in Guatemala. So nationality-wise, my bloodline is 100% Guatemala, Central America. And uh, so I'm first generation here in the U.S. Uh, I have two older brothers that were born in Guatemala. They're now U.S. citizens. They became residents, U.S. citizens. Then I have uh, myself and my younger brother that were born here. He was born in Baltimore. So my dad came at 21, and he was building houses uh, he was uh, a busboy at a restaurant, and my mom, and he was working real hard, uh, you know, trying to make money to send back to my mom to one day bring her and the two, my two brothers, older brothers here, because they were all left behind while he was kind of, you know, hustling and bustling and doing what he had to do for the family. And uh, he didn't speak any English. Uh, they came here with, uh, uh, I think, ninth or 10th grade education, and uh, they didn't really have much at all. Like, pretty much the standard story that you hear, racks to riches, that type of story. And he was providing, sending money back and was struggling, trying to like speak the language and get connected with people. And it was just one connection to one connection to one connection, not knowing what the next day would have and hold for him. But one person would extend their arm and help him. 
Another person said, hey, I'll, I'll teach you some English. And another person said, hey, there's another opportunity here that I could introduce you to so-and-so, and they can introduce you to that person and get you that job. And it was just uh, the power of networking, you know, meeting one person that leads you to another person that leads you to another person, uh, always keeping your eye on the prize, never losing hope and staying uh, optimistic and uh, hard work, of course, right? So what happened was he ended up bringing my mom to this country and uh, then I was born and then my younger brother was born and we were uh, growing, we grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, Montgomery County, Maryland. And I've been here all my life. You know, and my mom, so my dad started kind of moving up the ladder because he's uh, an amazing hard worker. Like that's the, one of the best things I've learned from my father is the power of hard work, you know, and he is, is no stranger to hard work. He had three jobs. He would just come to lay his head for like three hours a night and then go right back out the door again. So I didn't see him for a while, like when I was really young, uh, because he was just working so hard. And uh, we lived in an apartment with four boys in one room. So I get what it's like to not have much growing up, but it's funny because I never realized that I didn't have much. I didn't realize that we were, uh, I guess you could say poor. Uh, we were never, um, we were broke. We weren't poor because I think poor is a mindset and broke is a financial position. So I didn't realize that because they always gave us what we wanted in terms of toys. We always had food on the table. Uh, one year we drove down to Disney World and I just had a blast, you know, so I never really knew where we were growing up because they just, you know, did the best they could. And eventually my mother, she was cleaning four houses a day, um, literally going to clean houses and one after the other, after the other. And then one day an opportunity came to her, her desk. And it was one of the ladies she used to work for, uh, this wealthy lady, uh, in, in this area said, um, oh no, sorry. A friend of her said to her, listen, I, I, there's this opportunity, it's network marketing, it's called Jaffra Cosmetics. Like, I want to recruit you. I want to, you know, get you into that business. And my mom's like, I'm not a salesperson. I don't like talking to people. There's no way I'm going to do this. Uh, she kept trying to convince her for a year. She was hounding her to join her business and she wouldn't do it. It's very similar to Mary Kay type of business. And eventually my dad was like encouraging her, go for it, just go for it. So she did she said, fine, I'll do it. But only the thing that I really put her over the hump is that she spoke to the lady that she used to clean her house and that was really close to her and she looked up to her. She said, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I want to start this business. This lady's telling me about it. I don't know if I could do it. What do you think? And would you believe that this lady that my mother looked up to, don't know her name, she said, listen, don't do it. Like this is, this is your calling in life. This is the most you're ever going to do. This is what you're good at. Why don't you just stick to what you're good at and don't even don't don't waste your time on that. Just just stick to this path of cleaning homes. And you're great at that. And I think you should stay there. My mom went home really upset. Talked to my dad. My dad was like, okay, no, you should do it. They 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 figured it out. And then she went off. And would you know that 30-something years later, they ended up buying a million dollar home in the area uh, around here, beautiful house. Uh, I didn't see her have a job from like nine years old or something like that ever again. Her business started growing exponentially. She started getting people in her business that she's never even met all around the country. And, you know, just made that six figure income doing that. And my dad ended up supporting her. Eventually, my dad started a restaurant and he worked his way up the ladder as well. And that's that. So I say all of that. And, I didn't, and that's not even the details. I'm just giving you the skeleton of the story. I say all of that to say 
that the American dream is alive and well. We are in, in my opinion, the best country in the world where we can literally roll up our sleeves and opportunity is there. Opportunity is there. So this is where I, I guess you could say dared to dream because I saw my mother uh, roll up her sleeves. She didn't look for help anywhere outside of the end of her own arm. And she said, if I can do this, then kids, you can do it. You guys have, I, we have, we came to this country for you guys to have opportunities. So you need to make the best of it, right? So with that being said, uh, and my dad had a lot to do with that as well. And I saw his hard work and he's just uh, an amazing mentor of mine and uh, look up to them, love them both very much. So that's where my inspiration came from. It came from uh, knowing what it's like to, to not have a lot but always understanding that the, the most important thing is the joy in the home. You know, my parents have been hap happily married for 45 years, I believe now. And I, I understand the importance of love and forgiveness, kindness, courtesy, selflessness, you name it. And all of these things, seeing that how they were in their marriage and seeing the opportunities that, that they took advantage of, I said, I gotta do my very best. So that's what eventually led me down to running into this company called Amway. And then I was like 18 years old. I started it. It was, it was a quick start at the time. And I was recruited by uh, this, guy, this guy named Dr. Leonard George. Um, God rest his soul. He passed away uh, from a brain tumor, I believe it was. We had the same birthday, uh, January 25th, which is around the corner. And we were both Aquarius. We connected really well. And he was an orthopedic surgeon and his wife was as well, um, Arlene George, which we're still friends to this day. And they were my mentors. And they introduced me to a guy named Chris Charest. That's a multimillionaire, uh, Waldorf, Maryland, was one of the high diamonds, diamond level uh, gentlemen that was well connected to like the higher ups, like the ones like, all the way to the top, like Paul Miller and Bill Britt at the time. Uh, was Brit Worldwide was a, was a training company, right? So I was being mentored at an early age, not only from my parents, from what I saw, but from these millionaires that were doing big things early on. So I had a brainwashing early on. My older brothers used to always mess with me saying, Jose, you're getting so brainwashed. And in my mind, I was like, well, we kind of need a brainwashing with all this stuff, the garbage that we hear every single day and we see in our friends. And, you know, uh, the whole idea of where you're going to be in five years is directly linked to where you spend your money how you use your time and who you spend your time with, right? So I understood that early on. I got mentored and then I one day was introduced to a guy named Jack Wu, who was out of uh, Rockville, Maryland. And it was another company called Premier Financial Alliance, network marketing company. And uh, very similar to Primerica, except I guess they're competitors, right? And um, I was selling Equity Index Universal Life. I left uh, the, the Quickstar company, I went there and I went there because it was more money. Instead of selling, you know, 80 cases of energy drinks, I could sell one life insurance policy and make a few grand. So to me, it was a no brainer. I said, I gotta move, I gotta go here. The guy was like 33 years old at the time or 35 years old, um, Chinese American, really sharp, aggressive, great in sales, and we just clicked. So, and he had his Maserati and was like, you know, killing it, making millions. So I said, okay, this is where I need to be. So I started doing that. Uh, I was in, in my day job growing up. I, I started, uh, I was in banking. I was a bank manager. I, I eventually ended up in life insurance. I worked for State Farm, Liberty Mutual. So I was always in that uh, coaching, sales, and at some point, uh, insurance slash banking world, right? 
And everything went well there. I did pretty well. And I, eventually I moved. I said, okay, so this is good. Life insurance, multi-level marketing. I learned all kinds of skills. I was going to conferences. I had tons of mentors that crossed my path. I was always going to seminars. And, uh, you know, it was just great. I understood the value of investing in yourself. You know, Warren Buffett says it best. The, the, the greatest investment one can make is an investment in themselves. I understood that early on. And I always apply that. And um, my wife is never that thrilled about it because it's like spending money. I'm the spender. She's the saver. So good thing I married her. But anyhow, uh, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. The point is that I, I did really well there in, uh, in PFA. And then I decided to, to just get away from that and then focus on the, the corporate path, right? So I went to you know, Liberty Mutual, started working my way, went to State Farm. And then uh, I said to myself, you know what? I have more in me. There's more, there's like that dream that I had inside of me. I said, there has to be more to, to this life. There has to be more. Like I wanted financial freedom, which is time and money. You know, I don't want just one or the other. I want both. And I want to be able to like, you know, roll over instead of rolling out if I choose to and do what I need to do and, and do things on my terms with my family. And so I was tired of just being good across the board. I wanted to be great. So I said, and good is the enemy of great. And uh, so I said, you know what? I'm just going to move the cheese. So what I did was I started, uh, I, I said, what can I do? And this is what led. This is where the dare to, to grow phase came in. In 2019, I told my wife, so I, right before New Year's, it was 2018. I had New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. And, you know, I was like having a great time. And I said, I'm going to commit to one year straight. I'm going to have a morning routine and an evening routine. I'm just going to commit to this process because everything I've learned as I was looking at, uh, there's this book here that I have next to me called Think and Grow Rich. Everybody's heard of it. Everybody talks about it. Just about any successful person has gone through that book. And I, very similar, everything I've learned from all of these high-level people, they all had this underlying thing. All the way to the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musks and you name it, right? Bill Gates, love him or hate him is irrelevant. Morning routine. Morning routine is a big thing. And anybody watching this, I highly recommend The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Phenomenal book. Uh, the Morning Miracle by Hal Elrod. Another amazing book. Uh, there's plenty, but those are two that really spoke to me. And I said, I'm going to implement a morning routine and an evening routine. I call it the bookends of your day. So I'm going to implement that. And I'm going to just commit relentlessly, no excuses, and just, you know, do that, right? So I started doing it for a year, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. wake-up time, 10 p.m. bedtime. And that was that. Saturday, Sunday, you know, Washington Redskins at the time. I guess now it's Washington football team. And, you know, I'm a D.C. fan, so I was, you know, doing things with family and, you know, whatever on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, you better believe I'm going to show up, the bookends of your day, right? So that right there absolutely changed my life in one year. In that one year, I doubled my income. And not just like randomly, I got promoted at my job from where I was. I was a coach at the time for martial arts school owners. I was teaching martial arts school owners. I had like a book of like 120 school owners uh, that I would reach out to on a biweekly basis to look at metrics and how to go from if you're making two grand, how to go to 10, how to go to 15 to 20, that type of thing. So I was doing that and I said, um, you know, there has to be a, 
oh yeah so i was i was doing that really well and then people started realizing at work they were like man like you know jose showing up early he's staying late he's outperforming he is he has a great attitude he's always carrying a book in his hand you know he is uh they were following my social media and it's very obvious so when the opportunity came they said you know what we want to promote you as sales director uh, for the u.s territory and that's what happened there so i got promoted at my job and then i said okay great the morning routine evening routine creating time in your day having systems and frameworks that uh, create productivity and execution, I said, there, there, there has to be more I can do now. And that happened in the first quarter of, of 2019. And then I said, now I'm going to develop a high income skill. And a high income skill is a skill that's going to produce you $10,000 or more. And you can move it from industry to industry. Things like photography, things like uh, uh, videography, coaching, uh, social media marketing, you name it, right? So there's so many different types of uh, high-level income skills that you can learn, very similar to specialized knowledge that is also discussed in Thinking Real Rich. And that's kind of what I did. So I learned social media marketing, which is huge. You know, so many businesses out there know they have to be on social media. They have to show up, you know, but they don't know how to do it. And they end up hiring, you know, their cousin, sister's brother to do it and kind of does it. And they try and save money and cut corners. But the reality is, because it's such a high income skill, you can charge an arm and a leg, right? So I sought out this guy, always learning, podcasts, books. I read a book a week, uh, mentorship, you name it. You're always learning, always sharpening the ax. So I was uh, learning from this guy named Ty Lopez. And this guy's a social media guru. And he has a program called SMMA 3.0. So I did that program at the time. It was like six grand. I joined the program. I learned, I got certified by him, learning how to do everything from like creating the ad, the copy, the targeting, the retargeting, the hashtags, the pixeling, you name it. So I went to restaurants and bars. That was my niche. I said, I'm going to teach you guys exactly what to do, how to do it. I'm going to, you know, get this, uh, this place packed. And it started taking off. And between that company, which was Fat Glass Marketing, and uh, which is not around anymore. And uh, my job, getting the raise, that's how I doubled my income. And then I said, okay, this is going really well. I started to, uh, I'm Catholic, born cradle Catholic. I started praying the rosary uh, consistently. I started going to church more often. I started reading uh, marriage books. I started, you know, uh, doing some coaching at my, at my, uh, my son's school. He's in a private school, father's club, learning how to be a better father, uh, you name it. So in that year, I doubled my income. I got healthier. I lost like 30 pounds. I became a better husband. I became a better father. I was just firing on all cylinders. And it's very important to me that the whole person, uh, Michael Hyatt talks about it all the time in his book, Your Best Year Ever, uh, which is a book that I promote to everybody. Uh, this book is, is game changing. It teaches you how to you know, hit goals versus just setting goals. And it tells you about the 10 life domains, you know, vocational, avocational, marital, uh, physical, emotional, intellectual. Uh, there's 10. So it's important to be well-rounded, to not disregard certain areas of your life. So the morning and evening routine, as I started to focus on myself in the morning, because self-love, a lot of that starts with self-care. So I had to take care of myself in the morning and I had to take care of myself in the evening. And because I knew I couldn't give what I didn't have. You know, if my cup is empty and I'm exhausted and I'm beat down and life hits me, like I cannot pour out into the ones that I love. So I had to be in the best shape of my life. I had to be mentally sharp. I had to have energy. I needed to feel spiritually sound. I needed to be emotionally stable. 
I needed all of these things. I had to stimulate the intellect to make sure that I'm, you know, I can carry a conversation with the appropriate people, you know? So these are the things that I had to do and I did it. So in that one year, 2019, I was like, man, this is amazing. Now I'm going to tweak it. In 2020, I'm going to improve upon these systems that I developed and I've learned over time from all sorts of resources and places and from my own, you know, experience. And then I created the actual uh, morning and evening routine sheet, which is my own customized sheet that I use here. And um, it's the, everything you need to know, everything you got to do. I said, you know what, I'm going to start looking into making this better. And I'm going to start thinking about the idea of turning this into a program that I could teach other people how to do it. So it started the idea in 2020, but I lacked action. Information without implementation is nothing. So I was learning so much and I wasn't applying what I wanted to learn outside of the morning evening routine, but I wasn't executing on the idea that I had in my mind of monetizing it, turning it into a business. So eventually I finally uh, was told by so many people, launch the program, launch the program. And I started working on it little by little, little by little, little by little. And then next thing you know, I ran into this guy named Richard Yu. And Richard Yu is a YouTube guru. He's like 23 years old, Chinese-American, graduate from UCLA, young guy, currently making $700,000 a month. And he's in the coaching space, and he teaches coaches how to coach, right? So if you have an idea, he will teach you how to get it out of your mind and put it into a program and sell it. So I sought his mentorship, and he was a lot of money, more money than Ty Lopez, so I was like, all right, here's another investment. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do here? My wife's going to kill me. But I did it anyway, because I believe you have to dare to dream big. You have to grow. You have to invest in your growth. You have to do what you have to do. And that is going to what, what's going to lead to the prospering piece, right? You, know, you have to have faith in yourself. You have to bank on yourself because nobody's going to have faith in you until you have faith in yourself. So I knew I had what it, what it takes, right? I just didn't know how I was going to go about doing it. So uh, fast forwarding, I took his program. And in that process in 2020, I was asked to be on uh, many podcasts. I've lost uh, track of how many podcasts. I've lost track of how many speaking opportunities present, were presented to me where I would speak in front of a few hundred people. And I was like, man, this all came about. I didn't seek these opportunities. People just saw what I was doing and said, we need to talk to this guy. We need to have him add some value to our audience. And I was like, that's awesome. So as that, all that stuff started happening and I started making more money and I started getting more influence and I started building a bigger circle, I said, now is the time. So Richard Yu helped me get it from where I was in here to actually put into a program. And that's how the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf first program has launched. And that actually launched in September of 2021, just a few months ago. And in those three months, uh, and three months and about a week because I didn't do anything in December. Unfortunately, I got hit with COVID in December. I was down for like three weeks and some change. And then there was like, you know, Christmas. And then it was like, you know, okay, well, family, 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 New Year's Eve. And then, you know, here we are. So in about, you know, three months and like a week and some change, uh, I was able to generate $46,000. And I only throw the number out there because it's important because you, I went from like nothing of the entrepreneur's bookshop. It was a, it was a community on Facebook. That's how it started. And I said, I need to monetize this thing. I need to turn this into a business. And I always had the vision that it would be a digital programs company, but that was just an idea. And an idea is going to stay an idea until you execute on the idea. 
you know, uh, Les Brown says it all the time, the most, uh, the richest place in the world that exists is a cemetery because all kinds of dreams are buried there. All kinds of books that were never written are sitting there. All kinds of great intentions are buried. And I said, I'm not going to, you know, go down there. So that leads me to uh, how I ran into the co-author network. The co-author network, amazing group of people, Emilio and Daniela Roman. I went to a Les Brown event in Rockville, Maryland. And the Les Brown event, I was told by a mentor of mine, make sure you always, when you go to an event, get VIP seats. Pay more because proximity is key. And I heard Emilio Roman say it after I met him. I was like, man, this guy is me and him. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if we're learning from the same people or we think alike. I don't know what it was, but I was like, this guy is sharp. But what led me to him was I, I paid VIP. I didn't really have the money. It was way too expensive, but I did it anyway. And I ended up sitting in a private room with about 12 of us-ish and Les Brown sitting there like, you know, having a conversation, took some pictures, got autographs, you know, the whole thing. And I was uh, hitting it off with this one guy uh, named Ed Reed. And Ed Reed is, is a really sharp guy. Now we're best of friends and he's a, a mentor to me as well. And we, we met and we hit it off we, and we sat, we happened to sit right next to each other in the front row of all the places we could have sat, he sat right next to me. So of course that one connection, that one connection led me to another guy named Eric Reed, who introduced me to another guy named uh, Jesse Cruz, who introduced me to a uh, lady named uh, uh, what is it? Elizabeth Maldonado. And Elizabeth Maldonado ended up joining my morning and evening routine mastery program. And in the process of that, towards the end of her experience, she was on the, uh, the show with Emilio and Daniela, and she name dropped me. Uh, she just happened to name, you know, mention me. And then there, Emilio was like, I need to meet that guy. So, of course, I, I got on the show <laughs> and I met them and, and that was a wrap. And all of that stemmed from one event, one power connection that led me to this whole path. And now I have so many friendships, right? So many friendships that have come along and so much business that has kind of transpired and now, uh, and even Emilio and Daniela introduced me to a guy named Robert, who is the Art of Connection, which I am now going to be in the anthology of the Art of Connection, Volume 2, um, as a first-time author. It never would have happened if it wasn't for Emilio and Daniela. And now we're in talks of uh, my own book. So, but that's the power of connection. And that's how it started from the dream to the implementing the, the level of growth, execution, to now prospering because now I just launched the Connected Leaders Academy. And the Connected Leaders Academy is a membership program. It's a membership program of entrepreneurs and I'm seeking the highest of the high. People that, I'm not talking about income because that's just one aspect of success. I'm talking about people that are impact players, people of influence, people that are go-getters, people that make no excuses, people that have a great product or service, so right now it's growing. There's about uh, 12 or 14 members uh, right now as we speak. And every single day, I'm adding more and more and more. The vision by the end of the year is to have 1,000 members. And I'm going to see to it. I'm going to build this community of entrepreneurs in the Connected Leaders Academy that are there to grow, not only professionally, but personally, and make as many connections as possible. And there's 
a bunch of different perks in there in terms of benefits of the, of the membership. And, you know, if anybody's interested in that, please reach out to me uh, and I'd be happy to discuss that as well as the morning and evening routine mastery program. I have a bunch of people that have graduated from the program that are changing their lives, absolutely changing their lives. And that's what happened to me. So now I'm in a place in a very wonderful place of prospering. And the crazy thing is that somebody just said it at the business book camp. You might think you're thinking big, but you're not thinking big enough. I don't know who said that, but somebody said that. And it was like, oh my gosh, that is what I needed to hear at the business book camp. And I can't wait for the next one in 2023 because it was amazing. And I made some ma amazing connections at that event. And uh, so I'm just you know, honored to be a part of you know, the, the uh, co-author network, which I'm a uh, founding member there. And that's how I met Deborah. Uh, and here I am, you know, again, power of connection. So I'm excited. I'm extremely grateful. That's a bit of my story. And anybody who's interested in connecting with me, I'd be more than happy to, to chat. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I know why God put us together. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, you took me down memory lane as far as how different people came into my life, you know, along the way. My dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, so I learned, I learned his, uh, you know, uh, fervor for following his dream. He golfed in the amateur black golfing league in the 1950s and the sixties. He started his own uh, miniature golf uh, business um, through uh, the people that he worked with, he worked at Merck Sharp and Dome and the doctors took an interest in, again, as you say, people see what you do and your attitudes. And they saw his attitude and his fervor for golf and they invested in him and they gave him the money to start his business. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And then my grandfather had his own uh, grocery store, Wilson's uh, Market uh, in the fifties and the forties. And his fathers and father's fathers, they were all fishermen and, you know, they had their own business. So I come from a long line of, as you say, watching people work and yep. put the effort in and, and really love what they do. And that's the key thing is loving what you, what you do. Okay, Jose, thank you so much. I, I, I really, really appreciate the fact that we are connected. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take, take care. Have a blessed day. You too. If you find value in Smart Talks with One Smart Lady, please go to One Smart Lady Productions and subscribe to the community. For today, this is Deborah Smart, One Smart Lady in Publishing Services saying, be blessed and just right.